that's when this pivot really started to happen was I realized that my sacrifice of my time with my kids and my family was not greater than the reward I was getting because the reward I was getting was not fulfilling me. And that's how I knew that I was ready for a pivot. That's how I knew I was ready to transition into something new was I didn't want to leave all the, my hairdresser friends and community behind, but I needed to change for myself and for my family and needed to be rooted more in my truth. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Hello, welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I am so happy you're here today because I'm doing something different, something new, and I took questions from my Instagram poll and I'm answering them right here, right now. Uh... For the first time, I can't believe I haven't done this before. And it's so fun and it has been such a really cool experience to ask the audience who listens to the podcast and who is a part of this community what things they would like to hear me talk about. And this specific episode is circling around being a parent, me, my perspective, being a mother. Um, on a spiritual path and also on the entrepreneurial path of growing a business. And this is something that I've been doing for the last eight years, actually over eight years. I guess maybe we can include pregnancy. So it's been about nine years that this has been going on for me. And so I started talking about being a mom a little bit more in my experience which is so hilarious to me. And I can't even believe it. Like this life is so riddled with surprises. I haven't really talked about being a mom, being a parent, the struggles, the beautiful things, the hard things and publicly, I would say. And I even had my husband on one of our episodes and we were in Costa Rica on a family vacation. And I said, what's one thing that people publicly who maybe don't know me intimately, like in my family or who work with me might not know um, about me? And he said, oh, for sure, the way that you are with the kids and the way that you are as a mom. And when he said that, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's so crazy because that is my life um, every single day. But because of social media and because of being a person who runs a business, we can't, and I've been saying this a lot lately, we can't show the entirety of our lives in order to be authentic. We can't expect ourselves to expose the entirety of our lives to other people because many reasons, A, privacy, but also B, because no one could ever consume your entirety of your life. So I think it's really important on this path and being in a position of leadership Um, 
which all of you are, if you have a business, if you have a community, if you're showing up on social media, if you're a brand or representing yourself um, as an educator or a teacher or a healer or facilitator, space holder, anything like this, if you're selling products, you're in a role of leadership that um, in this day and age requires us to share parts of who we are because that's what really aligns and relates with people. And I realized when my husband said that I was missing a huge part of who I am publicly. And there was a part of me that felt a lot of fear surrounding sharing, um, about being a mom and about my, my private life, I guess, cause I'm so, I am so out there. People will be like, Oh, you're so, you share so much and you're out there and there's so much I don't share. And I realized that there was some fear surrounding that of um, maybe not being understood or related to from maybe people in my audience or people who I'm trying to connect with. And the so hilarious part of it is, as soon as I started feeling more comfortable opening up and maybe showing me doing things that are like with my kids or like the more mom life, like hashtag mom life, because <laughs> that's literally my life all the time. Um, I started getting a lot of messages from other parents and other moms saying like, oh my God, like I'm struggling so much with this and that. And I actually have three comments, um, three questions that I'm going to share directly from my audience today on the questions they specifically asked because they're really, really good. And they're actually stuff that I've been sitting with and thinking about myself. So even if you're not a parent, this is also a great episode if you're considering becoming one um, or are in a role where you are um, maybe having to make some trade-offs or sacrifices in your life in order to pivot your business or in order to start a new journey or relationship, this is a great one for you. Um, oh my gosh, there's so much I could say about being a parent, but that would take like a whole entire like season of podcasting because there's so much. But I think that a lot of the things that um, I want to say are going to come through in these questions. So I really want to get to that uh, rather quickly because this is some really good stuff and I know you're going to enjoy it. And if you are into any of these things that I'm talking about, please like Let's open up a conversation. Let's talk about this more um, because sometimes I get nervous posting things. I'm like, what if I get, I, I still feel these things all the time. I have to be honest and completely transparent. When I post new things on Instagram or send out an, an email to my email list, or I share something within our membership community that's different or new, I get really nervous my immediate reaction isn't like, yes, this is going to crush it. For some reason, my immediate reaction, the first one that I go to and something I'm working on is, are they going to like this? Is this the right choice? And then I settle into, yes, it is. I feel great about this. But my first initial like gut thing, and I think it's because I'm so excited because I'm not going to share something I'm not passionate about. So fear and excitement come from the same place. And we all know this that that tingly sensation in our belly and our solar plexus, right? 
it's that empowerment center. It's that strength center, the courage, and that can get activated in, in one of two ways, like tremendous amounts of fear. Um, and like, ah, I can't do this. Or it can be, I'm so excited. Like, this is going to be amazing. And like just overwhelming amounts of confidence. And I think it's healthy to have a little bit of both because if we have an overwhelming amount of confidence all the time, right, we, we lose that, that, um, really beautiful, um, essence of humbleness that, that part of us that knows that anything could happen and to not put too many eggs in one basket, not to, um, you know, just think because we've done something before, it's going to work again. Like always be on the edge of the center, right? Like I always am trying to edge myself closer to the center, but I also don't want to be so fearful where I have so much anxiety. Nobody's going to like this. I don't know if they're going to like me, but my initial reaction tends to come from the lower part, um, instead of the higher part, which I don't think either one are really good or bad. It's just, we want to find the center and through podcasting and talking to all of you and just having this open dialogue, I feel so much more in my center. So thank you for receiving all of the pivots that I'm making for receiving the changes that I make and the, the shift in my energy, the shift in my sharing, um, the expansion of my teaching and offerings. I just really appreciate you being along for the ride because it's so much more fun for me to go on this this journey and this experience with you. So without ado, let's hop into these questions. Um, and if you would like this, please let me know because I would love to do more solo episodes like this. Like kind of, it reminds me of, um, oh my gosh, I'm just going to share this really quick. Do you remember when, uh, all that was on? Like I'm such a nineties kid. I can't even stand it. But I was obsessed with the show All That and like Keenan and Kel and Amanda Bynes and like that whole vibe. And I was also like a young budding actress in my younger days. Like I was obsessed with the video camera and I was always filming myself doing skits and um, pranks and stuff like that. And I had a little segment that I created called Ask Kelly because there was that one part where she's like, Ask Ashley. And she would, it was Amanda Bynes and she would open up the envelopes and she would read questions from her viewers and they would say, dear Ashley's. And she goes, that's, or ask Ashley, something like that. Anyway, so I did one where it was like, ask Kelly. And I would make up fake questions from my fake (laughs) fan club (laughs) and answer them into a video camera and then like play these episodes for my family. Oh my God. Anyway. When I decided to do this, I was like, I totally feel like the younger version of myself, which is perfect to embody like the young inner child within me as I'm going to begin talking about connecting um, and existing in an adult role um, with children and also finding that balance within um, our our inner child and like what we need um, from this experience as well. So let's go. Kylie, who is a beauty biz and mindset coach, asked if I would talk about my transition from hair guru to spiritual queen and advice for others on a similar path while being a parent. 
so funny because um, I have gone through a very public uh, transition, which has been really cool because some of the things that I'm going to be teaching and coming out with are going to be how to transition, how to pivot your business and stay grounded in your center and stay grounded in your truth of who you are while you're doing it. So that's a great question. Thank you so much, Kylie, for asking that. So let's dive into this about also having children, right? It's a, or while you're, the whole process is just a lot, but I found a few things that really help. The first thing is, and I feel like this is probably the most important when you're going through any kind of transition, um, is know that there's going to be trade-offs when there's a pivot happening. And I know that it can seem really glamorous almost to see someone transition into something new or like kind of find that new growth edge and, and, and get on top of it. But the truth is it takes so many sacrifices. That's what I found is, um, there's a lot of sacrificing that has to be made. So going into like transitioning into a new, um, a new way of presenting yourself or a new way of, um, sharing your offerings, maybe this new found passion you have is making sure that you know that there's going to be things that you're going to have to trade off in order to get something else. It never just is like you get more, more, more. It's like you get more and something has to drop off. You expand, you get something else and something else has to to go away. So the main thing that I've noticed is that my reward has to be greater than the sacrifice, especially with kids, because there was a chunk of time where I was working so hard at being a hair guru, I guess if we want to call it, call me that, was I, I had all of these really high goals in mind of working at New York Fashion Week and I wanted to be on covers of magazines and I wanted my work to be published. I wanted to do editorial work and have it in print and I wanted to win um, editorial photography hair competitions all of which I pursued and some of which I accomplished, but they came with a price, right? There's always a trade-off. And what was going on with me at that time was that I don't think that the reward was greater than the sacrifice I made because the sacrifice that I made at that time was that I was sacrificing tons of my time with my family, like so much time with my family. Because at that time, a lot of hair education was in person. So I was traveling sometimes three times a month, at least once a month. I was gone and my kids were really little. They're seven and eight now, but they were, you know, I started traveling really heavily when my son was six months old. And um, I started going to New York twice a year for 10 days at a time. So 20 days out of the year I was in New York doing fashion week for several years. And this, I got, that's when this pivot really started to happen was I realized that my sacrifice of my time with my kids and my family was not greater than the reward I was getting because the reward I was getting 
was not fulfilling me. And that's how I knew that I was ready for a pivot. That's how I knew I was ready to transition into something new was I didn't want to leave all the, my hairdresser friends and community behind, but I needed to change for myself and for my family and needed to be rooted more in my truth. And, um, at that time I knew that a big massive shift had to happen because I needed my reward to be greater than my sacrifice. I needed it to be. And I'm totally feeling that now, even though it's been a, you know, a couple year transition into doing what I'm doing. And I had to, oh my God, coming into our next question, this will all tie in together about expectations and allowing ourselves grace on this path. But that was so important to me is knowing, okay, I want to maybe transition into doing, um, what I'm doing in this hair world into doing something that's more for, um, mindset or spirituality or personal growth, just ask yourself as you make the transition, am I carrying along bad habits with me? Am I carrying along things that I actually wanted to leave behind with me? Or am I able to recognize what are the things that I want to release as I transition? And can I do that? Am I willing and ready to do that? And not just move from one teaching to another or one representation of yourself to another. And that's been really, really helpful, helpful for me. Um, the other thing is really unleashing the divine feminine that's within us all and allowing creativity to manifest organically from your unique set of skills and inner knowing. That's so, so important because a lot of times when we can, when we start to pivot into something new, we want to push through it, power through it, make it perfect, have the perfect outline, and then we're ready to do it. And I think that the most successful, I say successful in a way that I mean, it feels really good too. Not just on paper, you made a lot of money and made some benchmarks and like you sold all of this stuff or whatever, but you actually feel really good and grounded in that level of expansion. And that comes from really activating the, the feminine. For me, that's what has been helping so much. And I mean, like I do this through different um, energy healing practices, through different breath works and movement and everything from really, you know, specific yogic teachings all the way to just dancing in my living room to a record player with my kids or something or just putting on a dress and like, or, or working and taking breaks and breathing throughout it instead of being like stressed out and like cracked out on coffee. And like, I just got to get through this. I figure out how to make everything more like sensual and enjoyable during the experience of creation. And that's been helping so much. And I feel, I can feel that the people who are receiving it can feel it. And I've had people even send me messages and emails saying, I feel your energy has shifted and I am so loving it. Or I can feel like I could feel you through those words that you wrote. So there's a really huge power in activating the feminine energy when going through a transition. I think it's also super helpful being a parent because our kids are watching everything that we're doing. They're watching and seeing 
and absorbing everything we're doing. And the expectation can't be perfectionism on ourselves. Like I need to be perfect at everything that my parents did to me. I want to correct it and not pass along any of this trauma. I don't want to, you know, we can't approach it from that perspective because then that's going to cause even more anxiety and their mind is going to be trying to control everything. And it really has to be more of a feeling of how am I showing up authentically for them too? And I feel like when we make these transitions, like they'll realize one day, I, and I thought about this, that my kids are going to realize one day what I've been doing on the internet. I, I'm going to make that a meme. It has to be a meme. It's so funny. Um, but really and truly, they don't really know yet. You know, they're still seven and eight. They're not that old. And they're like, oh, why are you guys on that phone? Or why are you doing all these things? And um, sometimes I, I realize, oh shoot, like they're seeing me be consumed by work. So that, those are great check-ins for me to go, whoa, I need to like really navigate how uh, much time I'm spending, um, outside of like my dedicated work time, um, spending away from them. And also just knowing that everything that I'm doing is coming from such a beautiful place and like a loving and and high vision place for myself and others that one day they're going to realize what it was for and why. And I think that's just a really beautiful thing and a really beautiful reminder to, to follow our dreams and to follow the next best feeling always. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm so excited because today we are sponsoring the podcast by our very own inflow meditation experience. It's a free limitless soul offering that is made just for you, the creative who is overwhelmed and exhausted during your work week, but you're willing to try something new to feel peaceful and focused. The inflow meditation helps creatives like you with active minds become aligned with intention, let go of the weight of growing a business because that can happen and relax so your intuition can do its job. If you're ready to run your business instead of it running you, get complimentary access by going to the link down in the show notes and download it for free. You can access all of the activating journal prompts right from your phone to get connected, become more aware, and start using the three five-minute guided meditations that I've been using to have literally my best day ever. They're so simple. They're not complicated. You'll be able to set intention before your day starts decompress and like cut cords and let go of your day after work. And then before you go to sleep, a beautiful gratitude meditation so you can set yourself up for success the next morning. It's going to help you become your own intuitive guide, reprogram your mind to become calm during work, connect with your inner dialogue, what's going on, what's the chatter, help you rewrite your narratives through the journal prompts because those are not serving you that are not bringing you closer to your end results and your goals. And then you're going to have tools, a lifetime access to help you integrate your new awareness download them for free down in the show notes or you can go to the link in our bio at limitless soul life instagram and check them out there download it let me know what you think i cannot wait to hear how these are serving you people are saying that they feel so different they feel at peace their work-life harmony has changed and it is serving people so well because we don't have to make spirituality complicated i love you enjoy and enjoy the rest of this episode
The second question I have is from Rachel, who's an esthetician and a Reiki healer. She said, finding time to keep up with her meditation practice is hard, and she would love tips on how to balance her routine. Thank you, Rachel, for that question. So one thing that I have been practicing is non-attachment, and it's probably the one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, and the depth of it just literally keeps expanding and getting more rich and more deep. And I'm seeing it in more dimensional ways. Um, but really letting go of what a meditation practice should be in order to get where you're going, right? I have those like in quote air quotations, like should be in order to where you're going because our goal can't be enlightenment or else we're after the wrong thing, right? Enlightenment is so spontaneous. It's, I imagine it like when you stop thinking about something, it automatically happens. And that's how I would explain or like describe non-attachment is we can't have an ex, an, uh, attachment to this expectation, right? That my meditation practice should be in the morning for 20 minutes every day or else I'm backpedaling. I'm now I've, now I've lost it. And my, my first meditation teacher, and I've talked about him so many times, um, always taught me meditation in a way that is full, fully involved with our lives. And I say this as I say this now with a laugh, because at the beginning I did not receive that information that way at all, at all. I would, I would take what he would say because he, he, his teacher was an Indian guru named Satya Sai Baba. And he, I'm, I'm sure I can imagine him. I never met him, his guru, because he passed um, before I started being his student. But he would pass along his teachings in, in a way that was so funny and so whimsical and like not do this and this and this and this and this. It's like, okay, if you want, okay, if you want, sure. Why not? Okay. Is that what you want? And I'm like, oh my God, I have so many choices. Like I've never been presented with so many choices in my entire life. Um, and it, the whole entire point was to be in meditation always is the goal, right? It's not, am I meditating now? Am I doing it right? Like, did I do a good job, teacher? Like, is this the is this the right way? Tell me I'm good. You know, that's not the point. And oh God, this is such a good lesson for children too, right? Oh God, if this one thing passes along to the next generation, I think we might have hope. Um, but it really is about in each moment, can can that be a meditation? And sure, set an intention to have ritual. And, and dedicated time to devotion. I love my dedicated time to devotion when, when I can have an hour to sit in, in a, in a meditation and really be in my body. And I, there's nowhere for me to go. No, nothing for me to do. And I'm able to really drop in. Oh my God. I love that. But having kids like that, <laughs> that moment, um, I can't have an expectation that it's going to happen every morning at this time. Somebody, sometimes somebody comes in my bed because they had a nightmare. Sometimes, um, you know, 
I have to get up early and take someone somewhere. And so I can't say, okay, every single day at this time, I'm going to do this. That, that got out the window as soon as I decided to take care of another human life. And so such a beautiful thing that I learned in my teachings is to have no expectation to an outcome, have no attachment to what my meditation or my spiritual practice is. I change my rituals all the time. I do different things. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll set an intention. If I'm going through something, I'm really working through something, right? Like a, like a, a, a deep wound or something that arises in me and, and I notice it. And actually one of the things lately has been um, this big transition and pivot. And there was a time where every single day for a whole month, I set aside some amount of time. And because I couldn't dedicate myself to doing it at the exact same time at the exact same day, I just said at some point during the day, whether it's when the kids go to bed or before they wake up, or maybe sometime in the day where my husband has them or something like this, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to chant this mantra, this Tara mantra and connect. And I'm going to, um, read this book and then I'm going to choose intuitively the page and I'm going to free, free write, free channel a stream of consciousness, what it means to me. And I'm going to read back what it, what came from that deep um, space of presence because I needed to have some guidance and that was how my intuition told me to get it. So those are things that I'll do periodically that are really deep work um, with myself. But that's not something I expect of myself every day because we have to live our lives. So non-attachment, so important. During the day, can you make everything a meditation? Um, my teacher used to say, present moment is when you feel your butt, your seat under your butt, right? Are you sitting in your car right now? Can you feel your seat? Feel your seat under your butt. Feel your butt on your seat. Feel your feet on the floor, feel the floor under your feet. Bring all of your focus of attention to those points where your body is meeting the earth, where you notice gravity holding you to this rock that we are on. Those things are meditation. And so if we can, if we can find moments throughout the day to bring ourselves back into peace, bring ourselves back into the present by focusing on our breath, Focus on our breath in, focus on our breath out through the nose, slow down the breath, expand the lungs, notice the lungs, become more and more in tune with the thoughts that are playing in the background and acknowledge them without any judgment. We can bring ourselves back into the present moment and we can feel that seat under our butt. We can feel the earth underneath us being so held, being so seen by all of nature around us. And that's meditation, right? That's it. Like, that's what we're looking for. And that's been my journey with meditation is constantly evolving and getting creative, right? Being in that divine feminine flow of what it can be like right now and not listening to what's on the outside world telling me what meditation is or telling me how to do it. I love to plug into an app and listen to someone else guide me every once in a while. Sometimes I just like to watch the breeze blow through the tops of the trees when I'm feeling super stressed out and just get lost in the really cool way that everything just moves seamlessly in nature. That's meditation. You know, 
sitting by water and just listening to what's going on in front of you and around you this meditation so that's what i would say about um like finding a balance in routine when you're trying to like be on this path of presence and healing because that's really it and it's a really beautiful thing when you surrender to that right that's where the surrender comes in it's like i need not force anything like i'm provided for i'm taken care of and it can be hard whenever things get kind of crazy especially with kids because like somebody always needs you somebody always is is like craving your attention and and needing to be seen and needing to be done things for and so it's such a beautiful gift to just return to that and what a beautiful thing to pass along to our our peers our community our world our children everything like it's the most impactful thing ever i think is just that right returning to presence not having an attachment to anything just letting letting it be okay so veronica is the last question she is a salon owner a mom and adventure seeker and she asked about the very religious and christian parents judging and um i forget what this says uh countering her mystical spiritual way of raising her children okay so i know this is something that probably a lot of people uh go through um and it is really interesting because when you start talking about things that are unfamiliar to people who have a really deeply seated belief system, um, I think automatically something arises within us when we're really attached to something that we want to judge it or we want to put it in a category of right or wrong or good or bad. So I have a couple of things that I can share with you from, um, my own experience. I don't have this exact situation, but I do think that even just existing as a, an outward expressing person who is, uh, my belief systems are very rooted in mysticism and spirituality of all different kinds of, uh, of pathways that it can be very vulnerable because it's nothing new that's being presented to the world but in some of our circles or societies or communities um these ways of living that are really close to nature and ancient and maybe not as familiar to a lot of people it can it can create some some waves and so one of the things that I always teach my kids is about discernment because when you do start going on the spiritual path, you realize that there is no right or wrong. There's perspective, right? There's inherent right and wrong, right? Inherent right and wrong would be killing someone is wrong. Inherently, we know that, right? However, there's always an exception to the rule, right? It's like, what if it's in self-defense or what if you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and inherently good would be thinking about others and not just yourself. 
right? So there is inherent good and bad, but there really is no good or bad because there's always other aspects to it, right? Like I just said. And so something that I always am teaching my kids is about discernment and for how, for them to learn how to feel what feels good or bad to them, what feels uh, safe, what feels unsafe, what feels uh, like something that they want to absorb and listen to or something they feel like they would like to uh, leave where it is. And I know that it can feel like maybe the outside world has more influence on our children than we do because there's so much consumption, whether that be um, parents or, you know, community or media, et cetera, et cetera, iPads, blah, blah, blah. It's teaching them to know, okay, does that feel right to me? My kids have said many times to me, this doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't feel, this doesn't feel good. I feel, I feel, you know, not good about this. Um, they know. Okay. So then it's also our job to help them develop that, right? Help them develop the feeling. And in order to do that, we have to do that for ourselves. We have to learn how to feel. We have to learn how to use our intuition. We have to learn how to discern. And so then when we're able to develop that, we can pass it along to our kids because we can speak it in more simple terms, right? If this doesn't feel good to you, you can just say, okay, or, you know, just, you don't have to absorb every single thing that someone tells you. The other thing is that we, we can't force people to believe what we believe or even accept what we believe. I know that one's very difficult. (laughs) It's so hard. Um, we can leave the doorway open and we can create energetic boundaries around ourselves, which I've done a couple of episodes about boundaries, which might be helpful to listen to about this is creating energetic boundaries around ourselves so that we are honoring what we are doing because we know that it's coming from a place of good, inherent good. It's coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of deep compassion for ourselves and for others, for our kids. And I'm not doing this to defy however you raised me. I'm not doing this to defy society. Society is going to continue going on doing whatever it wants to do, whatever they want to do, however you want to do. I cannot force you to stop doing and being how you are choosing. I can only control how I'm doing, being, and choosing. And so flipping that really internally on myself, on ourselves, really empowers us to develop a sense of spiritual strength, if you will, of uh, like a hard lean into honoring what we really know in our soul to be true for us. And again, like kind of going back to the first question is we can't... um, or the second question, we can't have an, an attachment to anything. Like I can't have an expectation of you accepting me or not accepting me or, um, 
you know, I can't have an expectation that you're going to, to not continue to share your beliefs with my children if you are putting them in their path. However, I did read this really beautiful book and took some, um, some classes on nonviolent communication. And it's a great method uh, for learning how to communicate with compassion and learning how to express yourself, your needs, and make requests instead of demands. Because again, I really truly believe that force creates more resistance, inevitably, no matter what. And choice really empowers people to do the inherent good thing. So in this process, really briefly, and this might be something you can apply to, I've been trying this out with my kids. It's awesome. It's super helpful. Um, instead of them reacting or throwing a fit or having a tantrum or an outburst, it really helps them to feel seen. It helps them to feel heard and it helps them to feel empowered because they have an inner knowing that's so pure, so deep, and we're giving them space to tap into it. And this is also a great way to communicate with parents, um, with, with intimate relationships and with bigger relationships or even in coaching, um, is asking how they feel, you know, how, how do you feel and not having a judgment right away, right? Like if they say, well, I feel scared about your spiritual ways because it's not the way I, we were raised or, you know, something like this and just receiving that, like, how do you feel allowing that to be said or heard and then asking them like, what do you need? what is it that you need? You know, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? Obviously, if it's scared or overwhelmed or nervous, it might be something like content or trusting or um, safe or I'm not sure. So asking like, how do you want to feel? And then like, what do you need um, to feel that way? Maybe I need to have a better understanding about what's going on. I need to understand why this is helping you or what it is doing for you. Um, I need to understand um, how you want us to interact. Um, And then you ask a request instead of a demand, instead of being like, you have to do this or else. It's, I would like this to happen. I would like to you know, have more open dialogue without you shutting down and getting angry. Um, so this is a really great way. Feel, need, request. It's really, really simple, but it's hard for us to do sometimes because we want to react. We want to get mad or we want to put up our defenses. Um, we want people to understand us. So this is a great way to, to maybe have these kinds of harder conversations, especially with people who are so intimately in your life. And also flipping the script on yourself, like sharing how you feel with them, what you need and what your requests are. And sometimes that's easier to start the conversation if you're the one who's in that space of presence, who is willing to have it, is to get the other person in that place of um, feeling and, and needing and requesting first. So... I hope that's helpful. This were these were so great. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed this. I hope that you all did too. Um, listening along and hanging out with us. And if you'd like for me to do more of these on different topics or different things, I would absolutely love to. Um, 
so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. These are all things that actually have really helped me um, in my business. Being a parent is such a beautiful thing to, to be able to have such a full life and, and know that it's not impossible. It's not impossible to be however, whoever, whenever we want. And it's never too late to start doing something new, changing your mind about something. Um, and just also know that we're never going to be ready. Like we're literally never going to be ready to be a parent. We're never going to be ready to start a business. We're never going to be ready to pivot. We're never going to be ready to, um, let go like our ego always wants to hang on to whatever is the most comfortable, the last most comfortable thing. So if it slightly feels uncomfortable or like, whoa, doubtful or unworthy, like our ego automatically is going to want to shut it down. So just trust yourself and listen to yourself. Tap back in. Don't be afraid to like pause. Don't be afraid to just push the pause button um, because Everything is already waiting for you. Everything's already conspiring in your favor and wants to work out for you. It just is the truth. And when we get out of that, out of that way of our, our ego's just insatiable desire to control and to have so much certainty and to know everything that's going to happen and tell me all the things that might happen so that I can make sure that it's most comfortable for me, like we won't live and our kids won't see us live. And so we have to take lots of risks and make sure that they're rooted in our truth as much as we can. So that's all I got for you today. And I hope you enjoyed this and I will see you next week. Let me know what you think over on Instagram. I always love to hear your feedback. Mm-hmm.